what's up guys? Welcome back to the Real Deal Podcast. The podcast for real men living in the real world, pursuing the real savior. My name is Justin Brewer and with me, it seems like as always these days, is the right reverend Dr. Adam's doctor. Got you are in my heart. I so when I was finishing up my Masters of Divinity, I, the running joke was that I'm going to insist, like some doctors insist, on being called master. Oh, dude, it's doctor. over now. you got a new name on the podcast. So we're going to start it over. With me, as always, is my good friend, the right reverend, Master Adams Godbold. Adam, what's up, man? Well, not too much. How are you? Uh, you know what? I mean, I know you're probably <laughs> just as good as you were about 40 minutes ago. Yeah, but... we, we've been in this room for a couple hours now recording. But yeah, for the listener, it's a brand new day, you know. So, good morning. Good. Wait a minute. <laughs> it's like 8 o'clock. But yeah. At night. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, man. So, good to be back. Glad you're back. We are going to continue just diving in discussing scripture, discussing all the things that uh, men deal with. So I'm excited about it. I hope that you are too. I, I am. I'm very okay. excited. Hey, I got a question. All right. I got a question. I'm going to kind okay. of put you on the spot here. All right. Um, I put you on the spot all the time. What are so. the 17? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, wait a minute. Where is he going with this? Uh, um, so question I have is what is the most exciting, good or bad? Okay. What is the most exciting thing that's happened in your life in the last week? Okay, um, so I'm not supposed to share this because Uh-oh. we are in the midst of an adoption. But um, and, and you know, if, if this keeps people from helping us out, uh, helping us out financially, that's okay. Uh, but we actually you just won the lottery. No, the opposite <laughs> way. Actually, uh, I, I got a, a really nice bonus from work. A really, really nice bonus. And my daughter is in fifth grade, mm-hmm. and uh, and I know this is gonna. I'm about to lose half our audience. You ready? <laughs> I let her read Harry Potter. Uh, she is. A, <laughs> you mean Harry Pothead? That's right. She. I have no idea. I'm not going to read those books, but she could be reading anything for all I know. Great dad over She's here. not levitating or anything, right? A little now, bit. Okay. But it's easier whenever I sweep underneath her. I'm like, just, you know. I had a funny up. dad joke the other day. Sorry to interrupt. No, it's fine. But it's, it's along the lines of Harry Potter. Um, the kids were talking about Harry Potter because my kids read them. Uh, yeah. Or, well, my, old, my daughter the oldest one she she um she just finished reading them and so i made the joke about uh we were talking about uh the spells Mm -hmm. and i made the joke that wouldn't it be awesome if there was a spell expecto commodo (laughs) and i was talking about you know it'd be like spontaneous diarrhea it was was pretty funny you had it in there no it's it's good stuff expecto commodo (laughs) i would at work at work i would just have the best time (laughs) People come up to my desk giving me a hard time. I just be like, "Expecto Komodo." What? What just happened? Oh my gosh! Uh, but no. So we, she's she's big into it. She's in fifth grade, and you have kids and guys out there that have kids. You know, and being a youth pastor, I know there's a magic that kind of goes away. They don't see the world. Let me rephrase that. that <laughs> this kid is horrible. They they don't see the world the same way once they get into middle school. They start yeah. getting older. Uh, life's a little more complicated and so we wanted to have one big moment with her in fifth grade and so we actually uh, got I got a bonus at work and we took some of the bonus and we were able to get a really good deal on a trip to Universal oh so we're going down to Universal so that's my I mean it's a pretty big week does not listen to this tell her to come on (laughs) you know guys this is a guy's podcast (laughs) and jeans stay away from that's right no you can't listen 
But uh, but yeah, that's our that's our big exciting thing this week. That is we, awesome! Congratulations! We, uh, yeah, man, we're excited. So we we you know whenever you're adopting people, kind of they get a little more into your business. What's he what's he going down to Universal for? Well, he's asking me for money if he's going to spend money, you know. And it's like yeah, you know, and I get that. And if people don't want to give because of that, that's okay. It's it's fine. But uh, our kids have never really had a big vacation before. Or a vacation really at yeah. all, you know, besides little things around here and there. Since uh, we vacation really... in the backyard, help Daddy mow. Well, <laughs> well, there's a campground here in Ackworth called McKinney Campground, and that's where we go. We go like ten minutes away to the campground. That's so, awesome. So we're gonna take the kids and do that. How about you? What What's exciting being oh, for you uh, this week? I was expecting the tables to be turned. Oh, yeah, um, most exciting thing. What? So most exciting thing. I think good luck, Universal. But go ahead. Yeah. Good luck. Uh, Man, <laughs> well, I'm gonna spiritual go spiritual. Oh. The most exciting thing has been happening to me. I pastor a church yes. here locally, and uh, our, we've actually gone from just in, in about a week's time, we've gone from starting up one new small group uh, to suddenly we've got three of them going. That's awesome. All within days of each other, and so uh, that's been really exciting. That uh, um, it's been exciting to see that kind of transpiring in, in our people's hearts. Yeah, it's, it's always cool as a pastor or on church staff to see people take lead on things like that, rather yeah. than you having to like push people to do stuff. Oh, there's a lot of pushing and Sure, stuff. there yeah, is. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, you know, we were talking about it before, and some people mm-hmm. just said, hey, I'll step up and do that. That's, that's an amazing feeling. I got some guys of my own that are that way, and it's always awesome when people want to do it because – they're spiritually growing or they see that they can be a benefit to someone else so yeah. that that's awesome stuff thank you for showing mine up like i had this really really exciting thing with you my family consider this universal trip. well you know what we're gonna do the whole way what would jesus do? the whole way down we are gonna listen to wow worship the whole way down we're gonna have carmen uh, oh, Steam Curse Chapman. Tell me Carmen's not still rocking. I don't know, but we're going to rock <laughs> Satan Bite the Dust halfway down and the champion the rest of the way, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we are going to we are going to make this a revival trip. We are going to hit Orlando, and when we get there, man, they're going to be all Steam Curse chapman up, you know, Amy Grant, all the, the best of the best. Yeah, there was know? a time in my life that I went by the nickname uh, Stephen Curtis. Did you really? Without the beard, I'm told I have quite the uh, the similarity. Yeah, there. yeah. You both yeah. kind of got a baby face. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what that's why like? I grew the beard. I meant like five percent of that dude's money, and you're oh, you're well set. You know, you're doing all right. I mean, so. I take six percent. Yeah, five. <laughs> five, I, five would really get me in moving in the right direction. So, well, cool. Speaking of Joel Osteen. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing to say about that because we're going to play a game in a minute called God or Girlfriend. And if I continue to air all my grievances with the church, people are just going to continue to turn off the podcast. <laughs> you know what would be a good game? What's that? That would probably be really easy to win. Jesus or Joel? Jesus or Joel? <laughs> Jesus or Joel? I mean, it. If was, you didn't score a hundred, there's probably something. I was thinking wrong. Augustine versus Osteen. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty good too. That'd be really oh, good. Okay, new game coming the next time Adam's here. We are going to play Jesus versus Joel and Augustine versus Osteen. Osteen. We'll see. That's going to be the easiest game in the history of the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yes. 
Good to have you back, Adam. So today we are going to spend a little bit of time uh, talking about something that I think we've all experienced mm. in our lives. And the fact is, if we're honest, we're all probably going to experience it again. Huh. So even if you find yourself in a place today where you you're feel like you're on the mountaintop and and every day is a new adventure with God and things are really moving and God's really speaking to you, not to be a negative Nancy, but to realize that, hey, there's probably going to come a time where there's going to be distance or I'm not that there's, I'm going to proceed distance. At least the feeling of yes, distance. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, in my life. So, so what? This is like the drive to church? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. No, it's like, you know, uh, you grew up in the South too. You yep. know, the old, the old, uh, adage and I hope this doesn't you know go into your notes or whatever but you remember growing up every pastor said it it was the you know bench seat in the truck did y'all ever have that one you know it's a husband and wife on the bench seat of the truck and she's right up against him and she's constantly moving every time he squirms she moves every time he coughs she moves and before long she's leaned up against the door on the other side and he you know, she said, how did we get so far apart? And he's like, I never moved, you know. That's the old, <laughs> <laughs> that's the old church illustration. I've been in the same spot. I can't move. So, uh, but, but you know, that's kind of what we're talking about, that that um, feeling that God may be far away at mm-hmm. times. Um, when A lot of times when troubles come about, um, hardships come, sickness, or, or even just boredom and, and mm-hmm. kind of just, you know, you just become apathetic and, and blah about things, yeah. you know. So um, so we'll talk about that and, and give you a shout to kind of, I know that you said that you've been talking about this with your, your folks at church, so I'm definitely yeah. interested to hear kind of what what you think. So kind of kick us off here with, with the idea of, of what, what we're really going to talk about today. All right. Well, first of all, let me say, look, this is really why you and I do what we do in ministry. I think... Um, uh, anybody that has a pastor's heart wants to see people not just showing up to church, not just you know tithing or whatever it is uh, that we would really like to see people do. <laughs> uh, if you're not, you should both. <laughs> um, but but we want to see people growing close to Jesus, and we want to see people that even when they get to those points in life where they feel like the Lord is distant, we want to see people that aren't apathetic about it, but actually are in hot pursuit to, to try to rekindle that, that fire. Yeah. Um, we're not constantly looking for, you know, overflowing emotion and passion and that sort of thing, but we do want to see a true, genuine desire to be, for people to be close to Jesus. Yeah. And so um, so this, I, I'm really excited about this, this topic, and it's an important topic. I think um, we're seeing in our culture in our culture, the American uh, culture in in particular, but I think in Western culture in general, we are seeing more apathy. Yeah. We're seeing kind of a more jaded approach to life. Um, we're seeing uh, kind of a cold callousness. If, 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 if you don't know what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. log on to Facebook, go sure. to Twitter. If you don't have an, an account, yeah. sign up just so you can see what I'm talking about and then probably close it down and just stay away <laughs> from it. But people do seem far. Uh, people seem colder. People seem more distant. People seem more uh, cynical yeah. than uh, than perhaps uh, uh, in, in in previous generations. And so this is a very important and very timely 
uh, poignant sure. topic, culturally poignant, yeah. if you'll let me use a, yeah, no, a, a kind of a weird technical word there. I like it. I mean, I, I think that it's just, to me, you know, we've never been more connected, but we've never been more distant at the same Bingo. time. You know, it's yes. crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's, it's, there's, you know, a certain amount of... I got a thousand friends, but no friends. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone's at arm's length, but no one's close, you know. And, yeah. and it's, I, I agree with you. I believe that that mentality, I saw it in students, has really affected the way that we perceive God. Yeah. We perceive God kind of the same way. He's an arm length God. We, you know, it, we don't realize it. Some of us not even realizing there is a distance. We think this is what it is, you know. Yeah, this, this is just how being in a relationship with God. He's works. distant. Yeah. But for us that grew up before that stuff, that maybe had a relationship with God before, we understand that when we get that way, that that's not what God's called us to. Yeah. Uh, so, so that's kind of what we want to we want to jump in and, and go with. So let's let's just kind of kick it off and start it. And let's say we're at that point where we feel distant. And there's a reason why. There's not a reason why. Time's just gone on, man. We're not in Scripture like we need to be. We're not praying the way that we need to be. Which you and I both know are very key factors in finding yourself at a distance from God most of the time. Um, But what would you say to that person who finds themselves at a distance, like I was at my mic right then, and I probably sound like I was a mile away, but that person who who finds that they feel distant from God, I think the way we combat that feeling is very important to the future of our faith. Yeah. what would you say to that person who says in their car right now driving to work, they have to be honest with themselves and they have to say, I do not feel as close to God as I used to feel. I do feel there is a distance there. Ignoring it's not working. What do they need to do to actually combat that feeling of distance? All right. So some of this will will uh, kind of backtrack sure. uh, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that I've, I, I do think that there are some healthy steps that we can go through to analyze the source of the problem, which is that that feeling of distance, whether the distance is true or not, the yeah. feeling that there's distance, uh, getting to the source of the problem and then figuring out, okay, well, what do I do to remedy yeah. this problem? Uh, first of all, keep in mind, you remember the old veggie tale, God is bigger than the boogeyman. That's right. So God is bigger, is. if you haven't heard, than the boogeyman. Um, or the and, monsters on TV. Yes, okay. that those is what well most of the monsters. And he's watching me. after you and me, if I he remember is. correct. All right. <laughs> um, so keep in mind, God. If God is bigger than than the boogeyman, then surely, as John says in his first epistle in the New Testament, he's also bigger than our hearts. Yeah. Even when our hearts uh, uh, deceive us into thinking that God is distant, we don't. We just don't have that feeling there. John says God is bigger than our hearts, and not only that, He knows our hearts. Yeah. And so how about we tap into the one who knows our hearts and ask ask him to search us and help us to figure out what's there. Uh, the reason why I've shared just a little bit about this topic with my congregation on Sundays recently is during Lent we've been going through 1 John mm-hmm. and I've just been preaching basically a chapter at a time. And uh, so we've been dealing with some pretty big passages, but that's, that's one of the things that John says is that God... God is greater than our hearts, mm-hmm. and uh, and so even when our hearts don't feel connected, one of the reasons why John is writing that epistle is he wants them to know that, hey, you belong to the king. Yeah. You belong 
to God, behold what manner of love the, the Father's given to us, that he would make us his children. He didn't just call us yeah. his children. That is what we are, John yeah. says. And so, um, and so read read First John if you need some, some encouragement. I'll say that. Also check out our church's podcast if you want to hear hear what I uh, what, what's that website? Uh, faithmethodistchurch.org. There you go. Faithmethodistchurch.org. Click on there. There's a microphone at the bottom of the page. And click on it and uh, take them to the to the podcast. But um, uh, I promise I'm not here to advertise. No, nope, I'm glad, man. You asked for the website. I'm glad to but, help. Uh, hey, thank you. I'm about what's to get your a church's website. I was going to say I'm about to get a plug in on mine because we're <laughs> actually starting a series this week uh, called. I believe we're calling it Dumb Things That Christians Say. Ooh. And one of them is follow your heart uh, because your heart is wicked. You know, the Bible the tells us. The heart is the seed yeah. of all things. Who can know it? Don't follow your heart. But it's the same thing that you're saying from First John. I meant your heart is going to deceive you into believing yeah. that God is distant when when the, the fact is is that you've got to know that God's not ever distant. distant. It's impossible. I'm, He's always oh, near. Absolutely, you know? and, and I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself okay, right now. Yeah. No, no, no. On on that point, um, you you shouldn't quit on your girl just because your heart's not in it for the moment. Yep. And and you know, typically we say girl, we talk about the girlfriend, but um, you don't quit on your marriage because your heart's just. I know the culture is telling you, hey, quit, do whatever your heart says. This girl at work, she's. She's, mm-hmm. oh, just when I talk to her, there just seems to be a passion there. We connect. Yeah. She gets me. My wife doesn't get me anymore. You're a loser yeah. if you quit <laughs> just because your heart has has, yeah. has a, a, a moment of distance. Yeah. So keep in mind God's bigger than your heart and um, uh, and, and seek him. Mm-hmm. The, second, the second piece of advice, not just something to keep in mind, but something actually to do is search and pray. Search for sin in your life. Lord, is there something in me that needs to be dealt with? Is there something that is actually causing me to, to grow cold? Is there something in me that is extinguishing your spirit's work in my life? And search for that. Pray the prayer that the psalmist prayed. Search me, O God. Try me. See if there's any wicked way within me. Um, and so search and pray. Look for for any sin that might be there that might be causing there to be division between you and the Lord, mm-hmm. uh, and repent of it if if there is. Uh, the third piece of advice that I would give is um, ask yourself a, a very simple question: Am I where He promised to meet me? Mm. That's interesting. Because That's very interesting. It's it's when Jesus is going to ascend to the Father. Uh, the gospel writers tell us that. The disciples went, is right right there with the Great Commission, the disciples went to the mountain that Jesus had appointed for them in Galilee. Mm-hmm. Um, that's interesting. Yeah. Jesus said, hey, meet me over there. Yeah. Now, if Jesus is supposed to meet me over there and I'm not over there, yeah. then, hey, I'm not where I'm supposed to be. I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Absolutely. And so am I in my life where... He has promised to meet me. Where did he promise to meet us? He promised to meet us in a little fancy term we call the means of grace. Now, grace is God's work in our life. It's mm-hmm. not just a feeling God has for us. It's actually his moving toward us, his moving in us, uh, his work in our lives. And a means is kind of like a tool. Yeah. What, 
what are the tools that God has given me so that I might tap into his grace in special ways? Scripture reading, mm -hmm. prayer, worship, both public worship, which we typically think of with worship, mm -hmm. but also private worship. Yeah. And you may not be a riding in the car with your hands up, you know, not holding on to the steering wheel, we're going to die, trying to, you know, that type of trust in worship. I've seen those people in Kennesaw there. Hey, come on now. <laughs> um, so, but, but are, are you feeding your, your heart for God through his word, through prayer, um, through, through worship, whether it's, you know, listening to, to music or whether it's just crying out to God. Yeah. Um, He's given us means. You can think of them in a variety of ways, both inner, inner and outer things. Uh, you can think of them as personal uh, means, things that I can do to feed myself, like scripture, prayer, mm -hmm. that sort of thing. Uh, relational. You know, Jesus said, "What you do to the least of these, you've done unto me. What you've neglected to do to the least of these, you've neglected to do unto me." And so you find Jesus in other people yeah. by serving others, by caring for the poor, by visiting those who are imprisoned or who are sick. Yeah. So there are those relational means. Uh, some of those are also are accountability, mm -hmm. meeting together in discipleship type small group settings. Um, and then there there are means that God has given to us that are I would refer to as, as ecclesial means, means of grace that he's given to the church and he's given to us through the church. Yeah. You know, uh, the sacraments of baptism, Lord's Supper, um, also, that corporate worship that we, we've already mentioned, mm -hmm. uh, uh, learning the scriptures through your pastors, that sort of thing. Yeah. So God has given to us regular ways that we can interact with his grace in our lives. And we need to honestly assess, am I meeting him where he said he would be? Yeah. It, you know, I can't complain that, you know, oh, I'm, I'm filthy, I'm disgusting. I haven't had a bath in days, and I haven't even gone near the bathroom in yeah. days. Like, okay, well, go where the there water it is. is. Go where cleansing can yeah. happen. Go where God can feed you. And if you say, no, 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 I'm just going to stand off here, do none of those things, and hope that somehow God will miraculously you know, stir my heart, then you're, you're really you're refusing to eat the food that's before you. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and I think it's important to know as a podcast listener that, you know, so far with you, on the episodes we've done together and, and also with the episode with Rick, we've made big of scripture and prayer. Mm. And I don't think that's going to change. I mean, I'm giving you Good. a spoiler alert yeah. here spoiler. about the podcast. If you're here to look for like little, uh, you know, ways to overcome things through your own power, if you're looking for uh, ways that, you know, life hacks or whatever for yeah. your faith, we're constantly on this program going to point you back to scripture and prayer and discipleship because we are both pastors because we believe that God has appointed the church to be the tool that he uses to grow people. Absolutely. So whenever we teach a small group, it's not because we're trying to make bank or we're trying to inflate our egos to have, or it's because we've always done it. It's because I know I do and I believe you do too. The, the means that we go about in the church trying to help people are the way that we believe that God can impact lives. Oh, absolutely. So that's never going to change yeah. on the podcast. You're hey, going to hear preacher, that. Preacher, why do you keep preaching the same sermon? Because you guys aren't living it. <laughs> that's right. We'll make a deal. As soon as you start living it, <laughs> that's right. I'll stop preaching it. That's right. So, yeah, so, yeah I mean, I, I think that's good stuff. Let me ask you this because yeah. I, I hear this, and I heard it as a student pastor, 
Then I got into men's ministry and I heard it again. And to be honest with you, I was kind of shocked. But maybe I, you know something I don't know. Um, but this idea that God allows the feeling of distance from you mm. to teach you a lesson. Are you looking at my notes? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but but I, yeah. I mean, I've heard guys say that. Or I've heard guys say, you know, because I sinned, um, I'm in this season where God has removed himself from me and I'm just going to have to find my way back to God. I hear that a lot. That, see, well, that's, let me first tackle that second one because I think that's the most, the quickest thing to address. Yeah. So when you sin, yes, I believe the scriptures call us to repent. Sure. Um, however, even recognizing that there's sin there, God has made the first move. Exactly. God, yeah. God's making that first move. And so, um, so yes, if, if, if there's sin in your life, by all means, and I do mean by all means, get rid of it. Jesus yeah. said, if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off. Yeah. Hack it off. Your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. Pop just gouge that thing out. Good grief. You'd be better off going into eternity with God missing a hand, missing an eye, than, than yeah. to be sent to hell without them sure. or with them. And so, uh, yes, if there's sin in your life, by all means, deal with it. Yeah. Confess it, repent of it, change your mind about it, well, and then change your ways about it. So However, here, I, I, but I yeah. think I asked a question. Let me, re okay. let me make sure I'm asking the right question. I sinned 20 years ago and I asked forgiveness. No oh, and yeah. now, and now I'm still, God's, God's still, hanging that over. God's you. still no, distant yeah. from me because of what happened back here. Oh, yeah. God's well, still teaching me the lesson here from way back here. I, wanna, I, I, would, I, would, I would push somebody back toward the character and nature of God mm -hmm. that he is self giving love yeah. in, his, in his triune essence. He is the God that gives of himself. He is slow to anger and abounding in love. The scriptures tell us over and over and over again in, the, in, in Moses' writings, in the Psalms, in the prophets, in the historical books. Over and over again, you've got that refrain, slow to anger and abounding in love. So God is not spiteful. Um, he, is, uh, he is not a touchy lover mm -hmm. either. He's not going to you know, turn his shoulder to us and resent us and yeah. let that hang over us. Uh, he is quick to forgive, mm -hmm. much like the father of the prodigal son yeah. that we're so familiar with. He's, he runs out up the driveway, and, and as soon as he sees that it might even be, might possibly be us coming over the hill, he's running out yeah. toward us. Mm -hmm. And so I would, I would warn anyone uh, about, uh, about that kind of dark and depressed feeling of God's not going to let me get past this. Yeah. Now, there still might be consequences sure. of sin, mm -hmm. you know, you if you murder that, someone, you know, it's, oh, yeah. brother, where art thou, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, my sins have been washed away. Well, yeah. the state of Mississippi is still living. You know? <laughs> yeah, so so there, there are consequences that can be residual, absolutely. Um, but, no, God's not going to, not, God's not going to spitefully distance himself from yeah. us because of something that, that's already under the blood of Jesus. Yeah. Um, so, however... Uh, you did mention t something that has often been referred to as the dark night of the soul. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a there was a Spanish mystic back in the medieval church named uh, Saint John of the Cross, and he wrote he wrote poetry. He was a he was a, a poet uh, Spanish mystic, and he wrote about the dark night of the soul. 
And he actually took that idea primarily, I think, from the Song of Solomon, or the Song of Songs, as Solomon coined it. Um, in the Old Testament. Now, that's kind of a racy book. Yeah. It kind of gets awkward. It does. Um, but uh, one of the things that's going on in that psalm is Solomon is talking about his love, uh, his love for one of his wives. One of his wives, yes, I know, but uh, it is what it is. Um, we usually don't talk about that. It, yeah, well. <laughs> um, one of the things that's going on there is is she's playing coy with him. Mm. She's distant. She She's hiding and things like that. Um, St. John of the Cross, when he's talking about the dark night, he talks actually about two dark nights. And one dark night is a cold night, and the other is a hot night. One is about God feeling distant, and then the other is about like kind of a spiritual pain, a hurt, um, a feeling of, man, this is hard. This is difficult for me to pursue yeah. the lover of my soul. Yeah. And um, God... I think does allow us in our walks with him to come upon those times where he where following him is difficult yeah. or following him it costs us something not just like God's trying to take something from mm -hmm. you but it costs us to the extent that we have to be willing to pursue him even when it seems that he's distant yeah and that's an important thing for us to get to. That's an important hurdle in any relationship for us to get past. Look, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm about to celebrate 16 years with my wife, Lindsay. We dated for three and a half years before we got married. Um, not, not every moment of our marital life has been the honeymoon. Not yeah, every moment has been all oh, that kind of youthful exuberant love and passion that you have when you're dating somebody who's oh she's the love of my life she is the love of my life sure. but part of her being the love of my life is that I don't quit on her mm -hmm. when things get hard sure I don't quit on her when things seem distant where where that that chemistry it seems to be lacking for yeah. the moment you know one of the things that that's concerning about people that make decisions strictly on feelings is that indigestion's a feeling absolutely you know and, and feelings come and go, indigestion will. And, and as a pastor, I'm sure you've had people come up to you and say, God told me that you should blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I, I, he didn't tell me that. He you didn't know? tell me that, sister. And you're like, that, that could yeah. be what you eat last night. You know, or I yeah. had this crazy dream where I, I had one person tell me, I had this crazy dream. You were in another state and you were you the pastor move? of this church of, of 5,000 people. And I saw it as plain as day. I'm like, what'd you have for dinner? Because that's not me, you know. Yeah. I'm not, God's gifted me a certain way, and I'm not, you know. I'm not pastoring 5,000 people. Oh, you crazy? Goodness, so you're outside <laughs> your mind. Outside your mind. But, uh, but yeah, so dark night of the soul. Uh, yeah, they're, 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 I, I do think it, it is within God's, uh, uh, it is within God's sovereign ability, um, and I use that term sovereign in a, in a, in a, in a careful way God mm -hmm. was sovereign even over his sovereignty yeah which we something we might have to talk about at some other yeah, point. That'd but be fun. Um, God is God can certainly he is he is the initiator in mm -hmm. our relationship he is the wooer he yeah. is the one who's calling us to himself and yet there may be times when following him becomes difficult that there were times in the Gospels mm -hmm. you know John 6 uh, chapter 6 th verse 66. 
that's you know six six six. Hey, um, there there when when many of his disciples, not not of the twelve, but many of his disciples left. Yeah. This is too hard. This this is crazy. Yeah. What he's what he's telling us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yes, I do think that God can bring us to places where uh, perhaps He feels distant, yeah. or where the sacrifice suddenly becomes real. Yeah, the stuff just got real. Yeah. Jesus is calling me to to do something that seems that seems crazy, that yeah. seems out of character for me. That 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 uh, that's going to cost me a lot. Am I willing, even still, yeah. to follow Him? Yeah. Like like Job, though He slay me. Still, I will adore him. It's it's that idea that that okay. I, I, I read my Bible, I pray, I raise my kids right, I go to church, I tithe. Mm. Boom. Well, that that's not boom. You know. Yeah. Really, if you're really pursuing God, He's never boom. It's never like that's enough. You know. Yeah. I mean, he's always going to call us out further. Further up, further in. Yeah. Come on. There's yeah. more. To there's, the, more there's more to it. To there's yeah. more. You can get closer. You can. There. There's more for you than what you're you're living right now. So. And you're right. I think I think that comes through dark times as much as it comes through great times. And let's be honest, most of the things we learn in life, we don't learn in the good times. Yeah. Man, whenever things are going really good, I'm not learning anything. I'm just basking in the glory of the moment, you know. Yep. But, Eat, drink, and be merry. Yeah, you know, but yeah. when, when things aren't ideal, that's where I have to really, that's where I find myself in prayer. That's where I find myself really searching. So. And, and the question is, I think the show of character, what's really in us, is how do we respond in those moments? Yeah. How do we respond? How do we, you know? You and I are both married, and I know not everybody listening to this is married. Um, but what do you do? Think about any close relationship you have, your best friend. Do you do you quit on them when when they offend you? Do you quit on them when things just get difficult? Do you quit on them when something else more exciting comes along? When a cooler friend, but you know, and if you, if you're the type of person that does quit on them, then that's, that's you buddy. (laughs) That's on you. And and I would encourage any of the guys that are listening to this, um, regardless of where you are in your walk with the Lord, whether you've just been following him a, a few days or weeks, whether you've been following just a few years, whether you like you or me have been following him for, for decades. And man, we're in ministry. We're engrossed in it. We're, you know, trying to keep our heads above water. We're drowning in, in, in it, not just in our relationship with God. I'm not trying to yeah, act like, yeah. oh, you and I are oh. so much deeper. But, you know, we're <laughs> like our whole lives revolve around ministry and ministering to others. And you got to feed others. you got to make sure you're fed yourself. Yeah. Um, no matter where you are in your, in your walk with God, don't be a wimp. Yeah. Don't quit. Don't stop believing. That's right. You Thank know, you. Don't, Thank mean, you, Steve you, Perry. <laughs> always... Always go into it with eyes wide open, knowing that not everything's. Are you trying to quote songs right now? (laughs) Because I feel like you kind of are. I'm just on a roll, baby. Um, Yeah, so so be willing to do hard things. Be willing to follow Jesus, even when it costs you. Even and even when it seems like he's gotten a little bit up ahead of you. Be willing to to not just pull yourself up by your own bootstraps and. You know, I, I don't think that we control yeah. that relationship, but we do control our response. Yeah. And God initiates to us. We've got to be willing to pursue Him, even when it seems like, man, where are you, God? Yeah. Like you, you can't always get what you want. No. That kind of thing. <laughs> oh, Adam, Adam, Adam. So anyway, 
That that's my new thing. The next guy that comes on, I'm just gonna quote song lyrics to the whole see every how, question. See how long see it how takes, many it takes. To get yeah, yeah. yeah. So, let me ask you this: talking uh-huh. Dark Night of the Soul. Yeah. Before we move on, uh, we're gonna have a commercial break. Then we're gonna move on to the game. Uh, <laughs> uh, Dark Night of the Soul. Who's your uh, Who's your favorite Batman? Oh, who's my favorite Batman? Favorite Batman. The favorite Dark Knight. Not of your soul. I mean, the Dark Knight. Uh, uh, What's his name? I'm horrible with celebrity names. The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. Christian Bell. Christian Bell. Christian Bell. Christian yeah, Bell's your Christian favorite. Bell. He is my favorite. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Over Michael Keaton. Yeah. Really? Oh. Okay. Yeah, secondly, I loved. I loved the trilogy. Here's the I thing. I really did. Here's. I love the. I love the trilogy too. It was only two, but the Michael Keaton ones. But anyway, here, here's something <laughs> that I've, I've got to tell you, and I meant to tell you early on, probably on the podcast before this one. Mm-hmm. People were outraged with you. About Peter Gabriel. <laughs> if you haven't listened, your brother to, said he's not even my friend anymore. If you haven't listened to episode two yet, go listen to episode two. We we play a game we're going to play here in a minute called "Got Her Girlfriend," uh, and there was a Peter Gabriel song that I quoted I'm lyrics still not from. Feeling it. That and Adam talked about what a bad songwriter he was, and I'm I'm kidding you not. At least five people texted me like just like I'm you done with that Adam. guy back on. I ain't I'm listening. done. So, all right, we're going to take a break. We're going to jump into God or Girlfriend because everyone loved it and asked for it. So we're going to do it again right after these messages. How many of you guys remember this song? Big House by Audio Adrenaline. It is a wonderful piece of 90s contemporary Christian cheese. A lot of people would tell you that it may be the worst contemporary Christian song of all time. But I don't know that I agree with that. Because there's a lot of really bad music out there. But, how many of you guys remember this one? Oh yeah, that's the sultry sounds of Jars of Clay and their number one hit, Flood. Now there's a lot of people out there that'll tell you that's the greatest contemporary Christian song of all time. But I don't know that I can agree with that because there's so much good music out there. So what I've decided to do is a little side project. We are going to get together as the Real Deal family and we are going to discover what the greatest contemporary Christian song of all time is and what the worst contemporary Christian song of all time is. And how we're going to do that is through the power of Spotify. On Spotify, we have two playlists set up. We have the Real Deal Worst Song and the Real Deal best song and you can go on and add songs to this list so if you have a song you think is the worst contemporary Christian song of all time like this one then you go and you add it on the list or if you have a contemporary Christian song that you think is the greatest song of all time like this one then you go add it on the best list and at the end of it all we will sit down and we will have a podcast where we will discover what the greatest Christian contemporary Christian song is and what the worst contemporary Christian song is. And if you don't have Spotify, you can go to our Facebook page at the Facebook pod and you can let us know there what you think the best and the worst Christian songs are. And in no time flat, we're going to find out what is the best and the worst contemporary Christian song of all time.
Okay, welcome back to the podcast. So far, this thing has been great, Adam. I'm going to be honest with you. Talking about uh, distance and and man, it's been uh, it's been awesome for me because I feel that way sometimes. And just having this conversation has been amazing. But now we're going to throw all that away. Are we going to have any songs from Jeff Moore in the distance? We are not, but oh. we should. Let me think of a Jeff. I can't even. Why should the devil have all the good music? It's the only one that comes to mind. No, there will be no distance. There will be the distance by Cake. We'll do that one. So, <laughs> but no, we we got a couple songs. We're gonna play for those of you who are new. Uh, a game that's sweeping the nation is called. No, no, no. Those of you who are new, go back and listen. To yeah, you two. need to go listen to come two. Come on. Yeah, go listen to two, then come I'm back. Sorry for interrupting. Hang out with us here, but uh, go listen to two. The game is got a girlfriend. We take lyrics from love songs and we take lyrics from worship songs. And Adam has to figure out whether it's a worship song or a love song. Now, Adam has said in the past that a worship song is a love song. Uh, so I'll give him credit for that. But we're talking about a girl or a guy or God. So mm. there you go. We're going to get go in here with our first one. You ready? <laughs> you don't seem so ready. <laughs> I would ask, uh, can this be multiple choice? But I think it kind of inherently it, yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I was given a, a lot of credit for my my ability to take the tune oh, out of songs. You so ripped the tune. Here out we go. Of you songs. ready? Here we go. If tomorrow never is, comes. <laughs> thank you, Garth. <laughs> <laughs> if tomorrow is Judgment Day, and I'm standing on the front line. And the Lord asked me, what did I do with my life? I will say, I spent it with you. <laughs> I spent it with you. Oh, he says that twice? Yeah. No, just once, but I laughed, I so I had to make okay, sure okay. that it come through. Um, that had better be a worship song, but it's a pretty bad worship song. That is a song called My Love Is Your Love, and it's by Whitney Houston. No. Yes, sir. I promise you. I promise you. Can't make this Whitney. stuff up. Can't make it up. All right, here we go. That, didn't she have like a gospel phase? I think was so. It? That's probably when it was. Maybe. I think I think everyone who's soulful has to have a gospel phase. With a worship here we go. Later. Here's the next one. <laughs> again, oh. again, I remind you, there might be purgatory oh. because of this. Uh, they're used to be a graying tower alone on the sea. A graying? A graying tower alone on the sea. You became the light on the dark side of me. Love remained a drug that's the high and not the pill. But did you know that when it snows, (laughs) my eyes become... Large and the light I get that you shine can be seal. <laughs> and you were like half a line in, and I thought this is. Or you once you dropped the drugs, I thought this better not be something. This better not church be worship Come song. Oh, uh, that is a uh, kiss from the rose by uh, Seal. Yes, seal. I actually embarrassed the fool out of my daughter at Six Flags with, with that oh. song. I just stood up and belted it and like three other people come over and started singing with me she was like crawling into trash cans it was awesome so like crowd participation Uh, yeah i'm like i've never been more in love with you (laughs) you sound like a worship song okay (laughs) here we go here we go you are my desire no one else will do 
Because okay, nothing else could take your place to feel the warmth of your embrace. Um, you remind me of that. Yeah, it's definitely a worship song. I'm is trying it? to pick. I'm trying to remember who it is, but I and I can't. It's uh, I don't know the name. It's uh, Kelly Carpenter, but the song's called "Draw Me Close." Draw me close to you. Draw me close. Yeah. Never let me go. Never let me go. It's a good song. Uh, yeah, that, yeah. That, yeah. So let's go on to the next one here. Um. That's too easy. Uh, the simplest of all love songs I want to bring to you. So let my words be few. I am so... Worship. In, oh. worship. Let my words be few is, uh, is a line from uh, Ecclesiastes, I believe. Uh, see, there you yeah. go. You're on it. Uh, what Now, what was that song? Or that is, was, there, uh, is there more to the lyrics? I, that is... Uh, uh, simplest of all love songs I want to bring to you so let my words be few Jesus I'm so in love with you uh, is it that's a I stand in awe of you song right okay yeah I don't think I'm all that familiar with that song Matt but, Redman I think okay. I didn't say who sang it but alright here we go we're gonna keep it going ah you can make a brother sing you ordinary thing <laughs> this is better than you worship you ordinary thing a supernatural being I know you're, maybe they're saying the, you know, the divinity of Christ, fully man, fully God. I know you are just brighter than the moon, brighter than stars. I love the way you are. I'm saying, uh, girlfriend. Girlfriend, that's right. Woo! It's by someone named Face Adibia, and the song is called African Queen. Whoa. There Whoa. You go. Yeah. There. All right, here, here's, a, here's a layup. You ready? Uh-oh. In the secret. <laughs> in the quiet place. In the quiet place. <laughs> in the stillness, you were there. In the secret, in the quiet hour, I wait only for you, cause. I want to know you more. I want to know you. I want to see your face. I want to touch you. I want to see your face. I want to know you more. That would be God. That would be that would be God. That would be that. All right, let's finish it up with one more strong one. I can't even do that one. <laughs> uh, when I get older, I'll jump up to the sky and talk to the stars about you. Could be Jesus, could be girl. When I get deeper, I dive to the bottom of the sea and I get these pearls for you. Could be baby, could be God. Because I've got love with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten O's. Whoa, love. And I can love you for the rest of my life. They're all secular songs. That <laughs> be, yeah. So we're going to finish it the way we started the game. Uh, I've got sunshine. On a cloudy. There you go. Adam, once again, you are the king of God versus girlfriend. Next time it will be. I got be... a couple of bonuses there. You did. Yeah. You did a really good job. I would go back to. Peter Gabriel, but I don't need to lose listeners. So, and I thought about putting the Beatles on, but then if you would have said something about the Beatles, I would have had to kick you out. So, yeah, man, it's been fun. It's been awesome. Thank you for playing along. Next time Adam comes on, we'll talk about something great, but we'll we'll probably end up playing Jesus or Joel. So just be ready for that. That's gonna happen. But uh, but yeah. So Adam, thanks again, man, for coming in. Always love it when you're here. Love the stuff you bring. Thanks for stopping by, and uh, hope to have you back real soon. Thank you very much, Justin. Hey guys, thanks for checking out the latest episode of The Real Deal Podcast. We had an absolute 
blast creating this podcast. And we love hearing about how much you guys are enjoying these podcasts as well. We got a lot more on the horizon. We are just getting started and we are very excited about the podcast. If you have not joined our Facebook group, it is at Real Deal Pod on Facebook. You can join, be a part of community there. Also make sure you have subscribed to the podcast through whichever service you use to listen uh, to the podcast. That helps us uh, gain a little more uh, attraction and it helps people find us. So make sure you rate us, you like us, you subscribe to the podcast just to help us out to get the word out. Make sure, like we've been saying, tell your friends about the podcast. If you enjoy it, maybe they'll enjoy it as well. So thank you guys so much for all the love and the support. And we look forward to creating more of these podcasts for you. And we will see you in about a week or so. Peace out.